0: Oh, we're talking motorsport now, um, and our Formula One commentator and host of Gridwalk on SEN, for all you motorsport fans, Cam van der Dungan joins us now. Cam, we are over the moon with the performance of Liam Lawson at that last Grand Prix. In fact, I'd say we can't quite believe it. Um, can you?
1: Uh, Staffy, it's good to be with you, mate. Um, I can believe it. I've been watching Liam Lawson since he was a kid. Uh, I interviewed him back, you know, years ago at Pukakoi when he was off on his international journey. Um, I've known the talent, I've known the hunger and the desire to achieve, and he has all the hallmarks of a future champion. So it didn't come as a surprise to me, but I'd imagine the normal sporting or the, the general sporting public in New Zealand. Wouldn't know who he was or what he's gone through, but I'm just so glad he's getting the recognition now that he deserves.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like when Brendan Hartley made the Formula One, it made more of a noise in New Zealand than what Liam Lawson did. And, and I think that was just the how long it had been since we had one. But his preparation to take part in Formula One, it seems to have been not hurried, but it, it sort of surprised us a little bit.
1: Yeah, so what, what you, you you may not have seen was his journey through Formula 3. He's part of the Red Bull Junior De, 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 Junior Driver Development Program, which is run by Helmut Marko, uh, and has been a, a pathway that has been identified as ruthless, brutal, cutthroat, and that's when people are kind about the, uh, <laughs> the program. But he's been through Formula 3 where he did an outstanding job and got race wins. He went into Formula 2. Now, he didn't win championships at either Formula 3 or Formula 2 level, but those of us that have lived and breathed the sport for you know since birth and are close to it saw a level of um, aggression in his driving that may not have won him championships at the junior formula, but often translates well at the top level. The, the, what he was, what happened to him at Zandvoort was something that no driver would want. Changeable conditions on a friday morning you know sorry saturday morning um in qualifying a qualifying day he's thrown behind the wheel of a formula one car he's only done testing prior to that the fact that he was able to qualify and then race well where he had a um you know rolls out with a um, 13th on debut then 11th when he gets a full race weekend and now to have a ninth in his third start with points it is almost unheard of for a young driver
0: The interesting thing about Liam Lawson, well, in fact, about Formula One, people have often said you need a shed load of money to get a drive in Formula One. Uh, Liam Lawson and family and backers don't have a shed load of money. So he's got there on pure driving ability, as opposed to someone maybe like a a Lance Stroll, who who (laughs) I think uh, got a drive handy. He certainly wasn't a Formula One driver, but the money got him the seat.
1: Yeah, you're spot on there. Um, why I chuckled with the Lance Stroll thing is on our, on our show just on the weekend leading up to Singapore, we discussed Lance Stroll on yeah. Gridwalk. So I'll give it a plug while I'm here, Gridwalk. We Absolutely. Just, we go out on SENZ. Um, and, and we actually had a discussion discussion about where is Lance Stroll. Uh, he had a massive crash in qualifying and that hurt the young Australian driver, Oscar Piastri. But Liam Lawson, uh, his family, you know it was really beautiful? There was a really lovely story about Liam. Um, my friend Greg Rust, Rusty, he helped commentate the Grand Prix with me on the weekend. He did an interview with um, Liam Lawson in the the lead-up to it. Uh, I'll give a plug to his podcast because he's on uh, Rusty's Garage. And If you want to hear a little bit about Liam, jump over there and have a listen. But um, Liam Lawson said that his dad always promised him that he would take him to the Singapore Grand Prix. (laughs) The closest Liam ever got to it was on his PlayStation (laughs) game. Liam got the chance and he flew his dad to Singapore. Like how beautiful is that, that he, even though his dad couldn't ever take him there, he was able to take his dad. And then the present he gave him was a points finish. But it was beautiful just to see the photos of him with his family there in Singapore.
0: What sort of noise is that performance making in the paddock and amongst the other teams with Lawson virtually come out of nowhere um, when you compare it to Formula One? It's a, it's a decent old step up, let's be honest with that. What sort of noise will he be making, not only in the Red Bull setup but the other teams?
1: Uh, the whispers in the paddock, and, and I've been entrenched in there, was that he was being told, you're doing a really good job, but we don't we don't think we've got much room for you here. Like th- There was no real seat there. Yuki Tsunoda, he's got support out of Japan, so he's relatively comfortable. He's doing a, a pretty good job, the young Japanese driver. You've got Max and Sergio Perez sitting in the, the main team. Now, there's a lot of noise around Sergio Perez, but if you look at the actual results he's delivering for the team, he's actually still delivering podiums, points, and they were on track uh, other than the bad weekend in Singapore. They could have won the Constructors' Championship there. Then you've got the last seat at AlphaTauri and Daniel Ricciardo. And his, the pull of Daniel Ricciardo in the US is incredible. Mm-hmm. They've got a Vegas Grand Prix coming up later this year. He's won eight Grand Prix in the past. He's a known entity and he's someone that can deliver and help um, drive a car, help, help build a, a fast car. So where do you put Liam? Now, there is a seat available over at Williams, potentially. There's an American driver there called Logan Sargent. So the whispers around the paddock are Williams, who've got a good car, Alex Albon's doing a good job, are starting to sniff around Liam Lawson. Liam has gone and delivered a points haul. That means Helmut Marco has a problem. He has four seats and five drivers. Which one misses out? And do you let a Liam Lawson go? I think what he continues to do, and he'll get a drive in Japan, Mark my words, he'll be back there behind the wheel in Japan next week, uh, or this week, I should say. And if he does this again, I think uh, a couple of the other drivers, uh, Yuki, Daniel, and also um, Sergio, might be starting to get a little nervous.
0: Yeah, it actually folds in nicely to a text I've just had from one of our listeners, Craig, saying... um, I think Liam is better than Yuki, probably better than Ricardo and possibly better than Perez, all in the Red Bull group, what does your expert think? So if you, if you were the principal of, of that wider team um, and you don't have to fluff it up because you're talking to New Zealand, does he, does he make the top four out of those five for you?
1: He does He does for me personally. So on my very first show of Gridwalk, I came out with a statement that he deserved. Liam Lawson deserved the drive more than Daniel Ricciardo. So mm. I've, I've made, nailed my colours to the mast very early on. Wasn't as popular on this side of the ditch, I can tell you, Staffy. But <laughs> uh, it, it's how I, I've felt all the way along because I, I know the, the calibre of Liam. I, I've, I've seen the development and I, I know he's there. That doesn't mean Daniel's not an incredible performer But I always err on the side of um, bringing up the young stars wherever you can. Uh, I mean, with my Australian patriotic hat on, I'd love Daniel to be in the main team alongside Max. I think that'd be a really good job for him uh, to sit and support Max for two years when when all of a sudden uh, Lando Norris becomes available. There's a lot of chat that Lando Norris will leave McLaren for a Red Bull seat, but there's a two-year window there. So I would imagine that uh, Liam Lawson is starting to look very good for the AlphaTauri seat. I probably would suggest Yuki's safe, mainly because of the Japanese connection and Honda, Uh, and I would say Sergio Perez is the one that may well miss out.
0: Liam Lawson's 21. He's not 22 till next year. Where does that sit on... Um, not your average age of your driver, but he's certainly nowhere near his peak in Formula 1. He's going to have to do a year or two of that. Is 21 and a half young to be doing so well in F1?
1: Uh, Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, It's not unheard of, though. Max Verstappen came in as a teenager. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen came in as a teenager, as, as a youngster. Jensen Button's done it in the past, so... He's not um, young, as in exceptionally young, mm. uh, but his experience in Formula One is is not where um, it, it, it's uh, is at the the very beginning of his beginning of his journey. He's done everything he needed to do. He's on the right path. He's at the right age. He's in the right window. So I'd say he's on the younger side. Um, what the shocking for all of us, for for people that aren't sort of close to it, would be, is that he's been able to take a car that was dead last in the championship. It had not scored a point under Nick DeVries. It had not scored a point with Daniel Ricciardo at the wheel in only two races he'd been in it. He's, it's taken him three races, or really two and a half race weekends, and he scored points straight away. That is what you look at, and that is incredible.
0: What's his special talent as a driver? What, is, he, is he a late breaker? Is he a fantastic corner? Does he time things? What? What's his special qualities?
1: That's a very good question and one I might pose when I get some of the team members on there. And, and I've, I've actually, fingers crossed, I've tentatively got Liam coming on the show soon. Oof. So um, I may well ask him that. So that's just, we've, we've got a time in there, mate, but I haven't recorded it yet. So we'll, we'll see how we're going after this. I might be dropping to the back of the queue. I think there might be quite a few more people wanting to interview him around the world. But um, what I've seen in him personally is, is an aggression. And, and what I mean by aggression, I don't just mean like throwing the car down the road and, and stuffing it into corners where it won't fit. I mean, he takes no prisoners. He doesn't, the way he, and I'll use a perfect example. In the race, when Max Verstappen was coming to pass him, so Max had dropped back, put on the fresher tyres and was chasing Liam. Now, Liam was smart enough to realise he was not going to win that battle for long. So he, he knew that um, Max would get past at some stage. But did he make it easy for him? No, he didn't. Did he make him earn it? And did he send a message that I am as I am here? I am on this grid and I deserve to be here. I think his special talent, his superpower is his incredible self-belief, determination. He knows he deserves to be there and uh, he won't shy away from that fact. And I don't care how many world titles you've won, how many races in a row, I'm going to make you earn my spot. And I thought that is that was very telling of his personality type.
2: Cam, it's Sammy here. I, I can't help myself. I have to jump in uh, being a Formula One. I think that's just the Kiwi way of driving as well. But you just, I just wanted to pick up on the when you were talking about, you know, potential driver at, at somewhere like Williams. Is there maybe just like a little bit of a fear that if he goes to a team like that, I always get scared that sometimes drivers, they, they might not be the best drivers, but good drivers, young drivers, sort of lose a lot of their reputation driving for bad teams where the cars aren't very good and and they get seen as not being good drivers and they lose their spot in Formula 1 altogether. Is there a fear that if Liam went somewhere like that and didn't perform because maybe the car wasn't amazing, it might hinder future opportunities?
1: That is the risk of Formula One, regardless of what level you're at. You look at Mark Webber and some of the decisions he made into teams, moving across when a team started to go backwards rather than forwards, was more unfortunate and less of a reflection on Mark as an incredible talent than he was. Daniel Ricciardo leaving Red Bull to go to Renault, then leaving Renault to go to McLaren, did damage to his career, and yet they're all big uh, big names out there. Um, Williams, I'm going to I'm going to mount the case for Williams here. George Russell did his apprenticeship with Williams before he got picked up back into the uh, the Mercedes top team. Alex Albon was kicked out of the Red Bull program. He was in the, the main seat. He would worked his way through the program, got booted, put himself back into the Williams, and has driven now to a level of respect that he is potentially going to get a top seat when one becomes available at the right point in time. I think there is a really good vibe around uh, the Williams team at the moment. And, and I think that uh, um, a combination of Alex Elbin and Liam Lawson would be very, very attractive. And I, I don't think it would do him any harm. Of course, he wants to stay in the Red Bull family. But if there's no seat, there's no seat. And you've got to go where you give yourself the best chance. And a seat on the grid is the best chance to show your wares.
2: Mm. We're, uh, where are we at with... Um like potential new teams into Formula 1? Because I know that was a discussion that was happening um, last year. Is is that still on the cards, that we might see more teams, you know, more more cars on the grid?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's been lots of noise around the Andrettis and there's there's a Hmm. bit going on in and around the paddock. It's more likely we're going to see change of ownership or control in teams. So, uh, for example... With the, the arrival of Audi through the, you know, Sauber and Alfa Romeo are now separating, so Sauber will go back to being the Sauber group. Um, there's a lot of chat that Alfa Romeo may buy Haas and become a full manufacturer team. That, I can't get anyone to confirm that. I was, I was digging that paddock as hard as I could on the weekend to find that out, and <laughs> no one is saying anything. The other whisper was that um, the move with Daniel Ricciardo going into Scuderia, uh, uh, Alfa Tauri, I was using their original name there for a second, um, was that they're looking to sell a potential 40% stake into the US market, a bit like uh, what we saw with, um, you know, Wrexham FC and, and what's happening in, in, um, in English football off the back of, you know, things like Ted Lasso and also uh, just, just Americans buying into sports. So uh, a bit of the whisper, and again, there's no substance to this. It's just all, you know, scuttlebutt and what happens in the sport when you're all sitting around a media centre. Um, there is a, a feeling that Daniel's there to help, Um, sell that decent stake off to an American market.
0: Cam, tell us when you post episodes of Gridwalk for our motorsport fans.
1: Uh, Well, so we're we're on live every Sunday in the build-up to a Grand Prix, but we also then put them out on everywhere you get a podcast. If you want to listen to the Singapore show, there's a little bit of build-up to the race, which we now know the results of, but there's a lot of drama, rumours, socials, We basically have a chat um, of what's going on in the paddock and give Formula One fans a bit of an insight that's not just analysis, adding a bit of colour to that. My co-host of that show is Carl Reindler, who's the medical car driver in Formula One. So he's in the paddock every weekend. In fact, with Japan coming up this weekend, it'll be a post-race show and Carl will be uh, joining me live from his hotel after the race. So uh, you can jump on Spotify, you can get it on the SEN website or uh, or, or any major podcast uh, platform.
0: Brilliant. Cam, enjoyed the chat. Um, up Liam Lawson.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, hey, I, I'm cheering him on just uh, as hard as I am cheering on Oscar Piastri as well.
0: Good man. Great to chat, buddy. Thanks so much.